start making likes and stuff, like Please. hearts, so that I can know. Like we yes, need to know you. that you hear us. Exactly. And so, as I wait for you guys to chime in, I'm going to start writing some of you back to this podcast to see. I wish there like a way to just invite everyone. You know, there is, but sometimes yeah. it, it's troublesome. Very much. Hi, darling. Ma. She said, like, yay, volume. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So you're tuned in, of course, to Cannabis and Chardonnay. A lot of you don't know this, but I've actually been doing this podcast for over three months. We're on episode 17. Yes. I couldn't have done it without my awesome co-host, honestly. Um, thanks. Thank you for sharing. And the website's also CannabisandChardonnay.com, too, and just in case, you know. So, hey, Javon, thank you for hey. retuning in, darling. We appreciate you for tuning in. We We're going to get circle. outrageous on the phone because for whatever reason, you know, it's not working. Would you mind doing me a big favor? My yes. purse, a.k.a. my hey, luggage. you got the Pinot and the blueberry. Yes, yes. Get your, yes, baby. We're smoking on tonight's strain that we're smoking on is Skywalker, which is actually a very, very favorite of mine. It's one of my favorite strains for mm. so many reasons. But Skywalker invokes relaxation. It invokes um, creativity. And it also invokes um, anti-swelling in your joints. You know what I mean? So for whatever reason, um, if you're experiencing something and you may not want to pop Advil, get a CBD strain, which is a non-active cannabis strain. Um, our bodies have an endocannabinoid system, um, which means our bodies naturally are able to absorb marijuana and utilize it. Yes. And it's great for migraines. You're absolutely right. 100. And mwah, Virginia. Eh, eh. So in talking about abortion, I was going to play a song by Tupac, but the song is Brenda's, Brenda's Got a Baby. Next week, we will be more technically uh, on point with this, but I feel like the conversation, savvy. yeah, I feel like the conversation really, really, you know, needs to be had. So yes. we're going to just kind of dive into it. We're, we're so hood with it. We're calling outrageous right now on the phone. Live and direct. Live and direct. Not hood, resourceful. Oh. Outrageous. We have you on speakerphone, darling, because we know that Facebook has given us so much problems, and I've chalked it up to my conspiracy theories that Facebook <laughs> doesn't want us talking about abortion today. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't. So I have you on... Like, I'm just sitting here staring, like, okay, any second now. <laughs> because I'm trying to figure out how to add you in, because remember there used to be a feature where you could add someone to your conversation? Yeah. And supposed to be able to do it but for some reason it's not given the option yeah facebook is straight up hating but next week that will not be a problem but today we are talking about abortion here on cannabis and chardonnay you have your girl sin she is new day and my boy stylus in the building stylus say something how to you people. doing how you doing <laughs> we have my girl totally outrageous on the phone and in the building say something hey, to people. Hey, hey. Awesome. It's your girl, Outrageous Thoughts and Questions. You know where to find me, Outrageous Thoughts and Questions.com or on Facebook at TorsiWatley.com. Awesome sauce. Stylus, how can people keep in touch with you? Two stylus, T-O-S-T-Y-L-I-S.com. I'm also avid on Twitter, but I have all the social media platforms, and yes. you can also find everything you need at my website. 
And there it is, people. Cannabisandchardonnay.com links to all of these awesome people. Shout out to Creative Bully, aka Creative, where you at? Davis. We miss you tonight, bro. He was having a little bit of an emergency, so I'm glad he's able to get that taken care of. But uh, let's kind of dive into it. Abortion. People have strong views about it. Some people don't have views at all about it. Um, I'll share something very private about myself. I've actually experienced two abortions, and both of them were rooted in selfishness. But I'm grateful for the choice to have it done correctly because you read the horror stories about people taking other routes to get help you know what i mean um as a woman you know both of my abortions were poor choices uh, i was heavily influenced by all of the wrong things and i wasn't having honest conversations about the consequences that come from having sex as an adult right we're all grown here we can all agree that we have sex we enjoy sex but I don't know how many people take the time out to be responsible in that sexual relationship. How do you feel about that, Outrageous? What do you think? Um, I feel like you're right about that. People don't take the time to discuss and really, you know, get each other's open mind about what it is. One person's trying to get it, so they're not giving their honest answer. The mm -hmm. other person is trying to keep the other one talking to them, so they're not really giving their honest answer. When women should just flat out say, listen, if you're getting pregnant, I'm having a baby. And niggas should just say, listen, bitch, I want to fuck you, and I'm only saying this because I want to. But what about the male? What about the male perspective, though? Because I know I've met some dudes who have encountered the situation where they've gotten a woman pregnant and they just kind of like, I, I don't know what to think or do about this, but I, I don't think abortion is my first option. Stylus, you're a male. Has, has abortion ever affected you? Or do you, like, what are your opinions on it? I, I think, think it's a male-female thing. I think abortion uh, does affect a man uh, because there are some men in the world who take pride in their seed in how they spread it. Uh, uh, some more than others. What I've encountered myself is that, you know, I've gone through situations in my past uh, when, I, when I was younger. We make choices uh, sometimes uh, irrationally uh, when we're younger. We don't take heed to older people's guidance. Exactly. Uh, however, I think in the past, the information and how parents showed their uh, children and or spoke to their children isn't as easy and subtle as it is today. Today, there's a lot more sensitivity mm -hmm. and uh, life is a lot about feelings more so. So parents are more in tune with how they feel, whereas in the past they had a harder upbringing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, more accountability as parents, like parents being more involved in their children's lives. Um, I, I always thought it was funny every single time I, I used to watch movies, uh, specifically movies with Caucasian casts, and the kids would get like an attitude with their parents, and they're like, you know what, mom, I'm out of here, and they storm up the fucking stairs into their room, and I always wait for that moment for the parents to be like, I fucking pay rent, drag you back down the stairs, because that's where I came from. My parents were so involved in my life that there was a reverence that I had for them, you know what I mean, so that... I could go to them and have these kind of conversations because my father was very, very, very um, verbal 
with me in terms of explaining sex and intentions behind sex and male intentions with a female at the age that we were. He was very conscientious about cultivating my talents and ensuring that I put my focus on being young in that and developing that and not necessarily focusing on dating. Because I had friends that were getting pregnant. I had friends that were getting abortions. Um, we were talking about Tupac's song, Brenda's Got a Baby. And, uh, and Brenda's Got a Baby, you know, the young woman gets pregnant, doesn't tell anyone, has the baby, throws the baby in the garbage. But she was molested. So I understand the need for abortion for situations where a woman may need to come out of that because she's not ready for it, because that was me. I wasn't ready for it at all. And I believe in abortion. Okay, why do you believe in abortion? Yes, I can agree. Everybody's not. Everybody is not. You should. Everybody you're having sex with, you should not be procreating with. Agreed. So we have to uh, separate the difference. Then I don't know if that comes up in every conversation where they express. There is no difference these days. We're in the hookup generation. We're in the swipe, uh, swipe and slide left to see who you want to get with that night. You know what I'm saying? And I believe the same thing as you, Arisha, and and outrageous. I believe in pro-choice, and I have to say that because yeah, I've exercised that choice. <laughs> I, I believe in pro-choice, but I just believe in the fact that two people have to agree to something. And if, and this is me being a mother, mm -hmm. me having five children, me having men that I haven't that actually wanted them, and me having one child that was an absolute mistake. Not a mistake, but an absolute not planned pregnancy. And people, have, that has to be an agreement. Has anyone ever said to me, listen, I don't want this baby with you, regardless of whatever we talked about yeah. in the beginning? I would not have had a baby with them. I would have gotten an abortion for the simple fact that I'm not going to be that mother that's facing this guy around or looking for my kid's father or even having someone say I tried to trap them. Or these are just things women don't look at and then they say stupid shit like, well, it's my baby and I don't need him. And then the next thing you know, they're male bashing or he's a deadbeat dad. Yes. Or I just don't agree with these things. I, I advocate for the men on the level most pregnancies that happen where men don't want to be bothered or pregnancies where they both agreed that if the bitch did get pregnant, she wouldn't have the baby. Yeah, wow. Or she knew the what the situation was. So when I look at it from that angle, I yes. agree with the man. I also look at it from the woman's angle. I don't want to have a baby with this man. He's just not what it is. He's not a father. He's not a man. He's not a role model for my child. It was, you know, it happened, but this is a mistake. And and thinking about what you bring a child into, you can't bring a child into turmoil. Be nope. selfish, you will. But... If you really look at it, then you won't. But do I, I, I don't believe in abusing abortion. I don't think that you should have five and six abortions or use that as a form of birth control. So do you think, do you, hey, outrageous. Do you think that they should allow a, a limitation to abortion per individual? 
Come on. Yep, you can only get pregnant by accident once. That's a powerful you statement. Can only get by accident. Like, there's no way that you want to keep on just destroying an innocent life that that can have a chance. And you just keep it around that way to where you. I, I just. I can't. I, I, you can, again, you can only get pregnant by accident. Very, very true. Um, and that's why I said I had to look at myself when I made the choices that I made and understand that they were rooted in selfishness. I could have taken accountability. I would have had love and support, but I was selfish and I was young. So moving on to the point of why we're... Huh? I said for you, things were very different as well. Yes. Again, remember you were not here with any of your family. We're all here, you're there. Yes. You know what I mean? So you would have totally been alone. I mean, not that we wouldn't have dropped everything just like we all do for the kids we have now. Exactly. But it just would have been so different for you. You're there all alone. You didn't have any, you were taking care of another siblings and some more siblings on top of the fact that you've been raising people your whole life. I have been raising but children, like, yep. You've been raising other people's kids your whole life. Granted, they were your siblings, but you've just been taking care of other people all, all of your life, and I can get why that's so tragic, and and why it would have been too much for you, and why it was like it's time for me to live. You've been somebody's mother before you even had a chance to grow up. I have you. Some of you know this because a lot of you are our friends, and uh, we come from a huge family of like ten, eleven siblings, and so being the first, outrageous is the first. I'm the second oldest. We had a lot of responsibilities at a very young age. We were learning about diapers and bottle feedings and waking up with babies at like five, six years old. Not because our parents were forcing us per se, but we understood the concept of family community and there's a love that, that surrounds family when there's a child around, when you know there's a new addition and it's your responsibility to rear them, to teach them, to help the parents. That's what having a family is, is about people multiplying themselves as a blessing from God. Like people have to factor with abortion comes souls. Okay. Yes. There's the science of abortion, but there's also the soul. Have that they studied the soul aspect of abortion yet? I believe they're just now bringing that to everyone's attention to the public's attention. So it's, you know, like allow some time. Allow some time. I think. I think right now, because abortion is such a big thing, and a lot of laws have passed. It's been a big thing. It's been a big thing. Yes. Especially here in Massachusetts, because at all the abortion centers or clinics where they actually do that, yeah, they have people protesting. They have people outside. Yes, I Different encountered regions. that. I encountered people Different protesting regions. outside, and it was the worst Different feeling ever. Regions Ooh. in certain regions, uh, the abortion. Uh, protest yeah. is higher. Um, the, however, in 2018, abortion is actually dropped mm. by regions, depending on which regions are protesting the most. Well, in a recent article we read, uh, and we'll read it here on the show as well, we learned that abortion is actually at an all-time low. But in order to understand abortion, you have to understand why it was put into play. There's a much, much sinister agenda than people realize. There's an agenda behind... Yes, and you know what it's 
control? Partially, absolutely. Population control is absolutely one of the agendas. But one of the other agendas that people aren't aware of is the agenda of human sacrifice and taking that adrenochrome. Was that what? Adrenochrome. Adrenochrome from the blood. Adrenochrome, chrome, and we talked about this on last week's show, is a chemical that's within the blood, within the adrenal uh, gland. So when you encounter fear or any kind of emotion that's negative, your body starts to release this chemical to reduce your pain and or effect. And if enough people experience enough trauma, they, 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 they the develop, potency. yes, they heighten the potency and they also develop that life source. So aside from that, we're going to get into that. Let's talk about when, and like I said, the sinister, the sinister undertone is a spiritual war for souls. Okay. A spiritual war for souls, meaning there are unseen forces that operate in this planet that we don't acknowledge. Our ancestors have fought through things and got through things so that we were able to even be born in here, right? These same forces have ways of influencing the human population for a greater reason than the earth has too many people because God gave us the earth and he said, have dominion over it. And so, no one should truly starve, but because exactly. of capitalism, Abs there's the divide. Absolutely. So there should not be population control in the sense of we have this huge planet. We need to be taught how to preserve it. We need to be taught how to appreciate where we are. We need to be taught how to love each other. And love doesn't always mean woo, 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 woo. Love can be like, yo, let me pull you by the collar because you're about to walk in the middle of the street and get hit by that bus. Right? Love could be interesting to say the least so i say all that to say the sinister thing is there's a war for souls let's just all acknowledge that and i'm not going to go all jesus bible on you today there's this little thingies follicles that are messing with me but i said all that to say there is a sinister undertone that undertone is to take people's spiritual energy because they believe that the more of this adrenochrome that they get it makes them younger and youthful and like I said, the reason why they introduce trauma and fear is because the more afraid you are, the more traumatic experiences for you, your body releases this chemical. And then at the younger you are, it's even more powerful for that agenda. And so let's talk about, if we're talking about blood and youth, right? And we know life is conception of soul, you have these baby parts that Planned Parenthood got busted for the past five, six years this case has been going on, talking about them selling baby parts. And then you find out that they're doing tests with baby part cells to figure out how to rejuvenate us in our skin creams and our things that we use for our bodies because our skin is the biggest organ. Skin is the lar largest organ of the body and it's powerful and it's delicate and it's all these things, but like, they're doing some really outlandish shit. I said all that to say. And so I got some backup information for you guys because, you know, if you listen to the podcast, you know, I do my research. So this agenda, <laughs> yes, this yeah. agenda has been popping off since 1928. But everybody knows that abortion is possible because of the Roe versus Wade case. You've heard it as Roe v. Wade in some different Facts. publications, right? So Roe v. Wade was spearheaded. Um, by a black woman named Mildred Jefferson. She was the founder of the National Rights of, uh, to Life Committee, which is the number one agency. So the National Rights to Life Committee 
The NRLC is the oldest and the largest national pro-life organization in the U.S. with affiliates in 50 states and over 3,000 local chapters nationwide. That's some big shit. So Roe v. Wade in this particular organization kind of sustained our rights to abortion over time. However, I think, and I question myself, why have they sustained this for so long if they know that this brings harm, both spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, it, it does so much shit. So I looked further into it and I just found an awesome video. So I'm like, let's just listen to it. This is um, from Jason A. And Jason A. shouts, you know, kind of shows us how lightly people are taking abortion, where this is going, how it's deriving from its spiritual Christian roots, biblical roots, um, and why we need to pay attention to it. So let's just get into that. Those of you who listen to the podcast, um, I'm going to find a way to start, you know, streaming this for those who visualize the podcast, but those who listen, rock with us. This is Jason A. kind of giving his little thing. Hey, what's up, my friend? Calic and I here. Why? And okay, I understand YouTube is always giving us these advertisements, but why is this bootleg entrepreneur on my face? Well, we also want to play this clip. Now, if you have kids at home that are watching, get them out of the room because uh, this is very offensive. You have the comedian Michelle Wolf, who spoke at the White House Correspondents' Dinner Jason a. Um, a few months back, and she is giving her own version of this patriotic salute amid the media Supreme Court hysteria by saying, I didn't want to say it. I'm going to let her say it. Listen to this and then we'll get your reaction. This is on Netflix. She's walking out with an American flag outfit. She has a full live band right behind American her. Band. It says, salute abortion. Salute to abortion. A new conservative Supreme Court justice might vote to overturn Roe v. Wade. And what do liberals care about the most? Abortion. Remember when liberals used to fight for safe, legal, but rare abortions? That's not what they do anymore. Now liberals celebrate and salute abortion on demand. This was infamous White House Correspondents Dinner comedian Michelle Wolf. Remember her? She's back again. Take a look. Women, if you need an abortion, get one! If you want an abortion, get one! Women, don't forget, you have the power to give life, and men will try to control that. on the latest episode of our Netflix show. Crazy shit. What you might call a pretty bizarre celebration for, as you suggested a moment ago, abortion. What? Abortion, I salute you! If you're not pregnant, but you think you eventually might be and want to order a future abortion, get one! No. That is so morally bereft. It is so morally empty and insane. It makes you think that a lot of these folks have, have decided that abortion is, is not something that, that ought to be avoided if possible, even if you believe in it, uh, but that abortion is actually a sacrament, that it's a sign of bravery, that it's a sign of something good. You're a better person, not only if you support abortion, but if you've had one because you stood up to the patriarchy. Well, if you see the snuffing out of an incipient human life as something that is affirmatively good, I would say that you are, you are bordering on or in the midst of, of a deep bout of evil. God bless abortions. Can you get more depraved than that? Actually, Michelle, if you want to talk about this from a God perspective, since you brought it up, God says, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. 
But at least Michelle Wolf is being honest, right? She loves abortion as ghoulish and disgusting and anti-woman as that is. At least she is shameless enough to say what she means. Now, I want to address that. Why does she feel like being pro-choice is anti-woman? Outrageous, how do you feel? I feel like she does. You know how I feel about people to be able to say whatever they want. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, I don't, I, I don't, just, I disagree with that statement. I don't feel like if you have an abortion, that means you're not woman. Like, you're not, like, no, you know I what I mean? I don't agree with that, but I don't feel like she's wrong for her opinion. No, I don't feel I like feel she's like wrong for her opinion, but wow. I, I, I don't personally feel that way. I feel like it's a very big decision to make. Yeah. When you, when you, it's a very big decision to make, and it's a very hurtful decision to make. I've made that decision because I have a lot of kids. And I... I got pregnant back to that. Like, I was pregnant with one baby, and then a couple of months later, I was pregnant again. I had an abortion. There's no way I could have done that. Yeah. To me, in my head, I felt like there was no way that I could have done that. Mm -hmm. But you knowing that I really don't believe in getting abortions, yeah. that was a hard decision for me. Mm -hmm. It was a very hard decision, and I went there more than once to do it. Yeah. I went the first time, and I couldn't do it. I went the second time, and... I was there for three appointment schedules. I messed up someone else's schedule. Yeah. I couldn't. It was not an easy thing to do. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't make you less of a woman, but it does. It's uh, it, it rips a piece of you away. Absolutely. And, and you always have in your mind what that baby could have been. Mm. What if you had that baby? What would it look like right now? These are all things that run through my yeah. mind as a woman that has had an abortion before. I can agree so with that. I can imagine it for any other woman. So I'm not taking, I'm not going to say that they're less of a woman for that. Mm -hmm. Or that I agree with that. I mean, it's a very hurtful, painful decision to me. I understand. I mean, and you know that. Absolutely. That's why I say, I think that there's a sinister, I, I hate that we even wow. have, I hate that we even have the choice. I hate that we even have the choice to, to say, I can't afford this life. Because I think most women, if they could financially afford it, they would keep their babies. Because they would be like, you know what, I don't really need this man because I can take yeah, care of this baby. We want everybody's baby. We want our babies. We want their babies. We never think yes. anybody's doing anything with their kids. Exactly. And I think that people know that when people are in interesting circumstances, they make choices. But there's a woman named Alice Bailey. 1928 she made this agenda of strategies for people to follow to dismantle society so that um they could serve their bigger purpose and this book was published it's called the new age education by alice bailey and um she had a mentor and her mentor basically empowered her and that led her to write this book which started so many different movements but they had a specific attack on Christians. And once again, this is not like a Christian show. My personal beliefs support the material that I research, but I try to research a little bit of everything. But it just seems that lately, everyone's research, whether they're Muslim, Christian, in or other, 
the research is turning towards biblical references. So this particular reference is Miss Alice Bailey giving her 10 points. And I was going to play the video, but I'm going to just read it to you guys. So I know. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. She published the book in 1954. However, in 1928, this new age movement was introduced to the world. And it started by taking God out of everything. And with that, as really 10 points. Boom. With that agenda, our society has evolved and we now see that. We now see exactly what's going on. So this is her 10 point plan, Miss Alice Bailey, 1954 book. So I'm gonna to go to the first point, point one. Take God and prayer out of the education system. Point two, reduce parental authority over the children. Point three, excuse me, destroy the Judeo-Christian family structure or the traditional Christ family structure. Four, sex is free. Then make abortion legal and make it easy. Now here is where I will elaborate. She said, build clinics for abortion and put health clinics in schools. If people are going to enjoy the joy of sexual relationships, they need to be free of unnecessary fears. In other words, they should not be hampered by unwanted pregnancies and diseases. Abortion, as told by Christians, is the oppressive and denies our, I'm sorry, it says the abortion as told by Christians is oppressive and denies our rights. We have a right to choose whether we want to have a child or not. If a woman does not want the pregnancy, she should have freedom to get rid of it in the easiest and painless way possible. How many women nowadays want that freedom? What's like the statistics on that? Because remember, there was a time... Uh, 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 Long, long ago, uh, uh, 16th century, 13th century, all that, you know, yeah. that far back that really talked about women didn't have freedom. We're in great times for women empowerment. Absolutely. And right now is a time to strike as a woman and really own your identity before it's too late. And I know I'm a man. I can't speak from a woman's perspective. But what I've acknowledged is that there was a time when women would line up to have the king's baby. Well, that's what the whole harem was about, the concubines. But I want to kind of like stay on topic in terms of abortion and this plan that this woman had. This woman had a very specific plan. And uh, let's continue. She Point didn't. number five, make divorce easy and legal. Free people from the concept of marriage for life. Point six, make homosexuality an alternative lifestyle. I'll elaborate. She said, enjoying sexual intercourse is the highest pleasure in humanity. No one must be denied or restricted in how to enjoy themselves. People should be allowed to experience sex however they want, whether it's homosexuality, incest, or bestiality, as long as the two agree. Why? To demolish the restraint of tradition that establishes sex between a man and a woman, to further the agenda of population control, to abolish creation roles, and to incorporate the satanic mantra, 
Do what thou wilt. Do your thing. Do you. That's them. Do you. Hmm? Live your best life. <laughs> How? Preach tolerance and acceptance. Give homosexuals a voice in numbers. As the numbers grow, tolerance and acceptance will too. Pass laws and implement legisl uh, legislation that legalizes gay marriage and shuns hate speech. I agree with that. No hate speech. And if someone chooses to be with someone that they love of opposite sex, that's your business between you and God. I have no judgment on that at all. I'm just reading her plan. She says, silence the voice of the preacher in the pulpit through the 501c3. Why is that important? Every black church is a 501c3. So all of the money that you give them is tax-free money. It just came out recently that Joel Osteen was popped. Not popped per se, but the bubble was popped of this perfection of them doing all these amazing things. They have an $89 million budget per year. Only $1 million of their profit goes to actually ministry outreach. Half of the budget goes towards their outreach on television and the rest is other marketing endeavors, okay? Conferences that he travels around the world. I'm not hating, I'm just stating what the 501c3 means. And, and so Joel Osteen is a really great uh, motivational speaker, but he's not someone where Christians should go to get their meat. Maybe you're milking even your eggs, but your meat should be way thicker than, God loves you, give me your money. Live your best life. Because he's the one who started that term, by the way, from his book. Anyways, moving on. Seven, debate art. But I'm sorry, let me go back to six because there's a sentence. Put it everywhere. It is now forbidding on TV, on billboards, in church. Advertise it. Encourage foods that increase estrogens in males like soy. Males will no longer grow to be strong fathers in a traditional home as they will have no desire. Let's address that. We've been hearing in the media lately that they found a link to some of the foods that people eat that causes homosexuality. Once again, disclosure. I love people, period. I don't care what you do in your private time. And who you love, if you love them and they treat you right, that's between you and God. It's not between me and you and God. It's between me and God to love you for who you are and not to fucking try to convert you to what I think you should be. That's not my agenda. My agenda is to show you how we've been set the fuck up, and that's why we have these different things. Because I have few, a few homosexual friends that have shared with me their moments of suicide. Their families have ostracized them and, and kicked them out. That's fucked up. That's not from God. Okay? So, continuing on. Encourage foods that increase estrogen in males like soy. Males will no longer grow to be strong. Okay, just had to reiterate that. Number seven, the Bay's art make it run mad. She said, the arts are one of the primary keys to changing culture. Why? To break down social norms of what is acceptable and forbidden. To encourage creative expression of outwardly and inwardly in whatever way is pleasing to the individuals, to corrupt the minds of the youth into accepting what was once forbidding as normal. How? Promote new forms of art which will corrupt and defile the imagination of people because art is the language of the spirit, that which is inside. You can bring it out 
and painting, music, and drama. Let's deal with that. Stylus, the fuck is mumble music? Outrageous. <laughs> you already know. Molly Perkerset. Molly Perkerset. It's rhythm. What the fuck? No, no. Mumble rap and some other. I need a drink. Like, they, they got, you know what? I'm gonna school you up. School me up, boo. School me up. I can learn some shit. I don't get it. It's like a bunch of bullshit. All um, mixed up in one. It's more than bullshit, you know, because at the end of the day, what, what really makes shit? A bunch of things consumed. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like what what's being consumed is what's really controlled. So when you see mumble rap at this point, it's major platforms. Yeah. It's not the indie circuit that you never hear about. Or when you hear about, you hear through something like a billboards. Yeah. Because it's mainstream. So there's levels to how they're projecting it. And mumble rap is for a specific culture. If you really see it, it's, it's within hip hop. That's what they want to deem the evolution of hip hop. Yeah, they're just really mumbling. Yes, they are. It's rhythms. Designer made a song called Panda, and the only part American music, Panda. Panda. American Panda. music is based upon the melody. That's what yes. separated American music from the world is that they write music based on melody. So it's like, it's not, it doesn't matter the drums, the music. It's like, what are you harmonizing? What's coming from your voice? Well, there's a reason for that. She says, note. Lil Exactly. She makes a note about this. She says, note, look at the quality, spirituality, and message of the art, music, and the films that are coming out. Oh, this is a note from the author of this blog. I'm sorry. I don't want to be fucking up misquoting shit. No, look at the quality, spirituality, and message of the art, music, and the films that are coming out present day. And think about how that has changed drastically in, in provocative ways throughout history. I want to address that because sex is everywhere. And I keep saying that. I'm like, dang, no matter what I turn on, someone's in a bra. Something, something is something sexy. Down. Something is sexy. <laughs> Every show has sexy time in it. And I'm just like, dang. Well, the art is being manipulated. Exactly. It's because a combination they want us, of what is in context. They want us to operate on a certain frequency. And the agenda deepens. Number eight, use media to promote and change the mindset. She says, the greatest way to change human attitude is media. Again, the arts. Why? To foster group think around normalizing deviant behavior, uh, behavior to encourage pleasure over social norms, to revise the social norms in accordance with the NWO, which is the New World Order. How? Use the press, the radio, the TV, cinema, any form of public media to influence people in the way you want them to think. Break up the traditional home by using media to encourage females to independent and to have their own or not to need a man. This will further deteriorate the traditional long-term family structure. Note, so much money is pumped into media and advertising and the spreading of violence, pornographic material, and other sources. Hmm. Sex outside of marriage is thrown in your face 80 to 90 times more than sex in marriages through media. Promiscu uh, promiscuity is being promoted as natural. 
you watch, you watch gay, sex on, gay sex on TV and homes where children's minds and yours are being neutralized to sensitivity to these things. Everything is promoted in a sensual way. Even pine saw is advertised on TV by using sex. So those who believe it's just art, it is art, but with an agenda. Point number nine, create an interfaith movement. Point number 10, get governments to make all these points law and get the church to endorse these changes. Because Jesus says in the Bible, not Jesus, I'm sorry, it's, it's written in the Bible that you should respect the law of the land. And so if the law becomes perverse, people have to respect it no matter how strong their spiritual views are because they promote an agenda of coexistence, which is what Adolf Hitler introduced in 1928, where he said, we are basically a Christian of Christian beliefs and anyone who's against that is against us. Bottom line. I'll link to the video in this thread here. Um, point, 10. point 10. Point 10 says, get governments to make all these points law and get the church to endorse the changes. It's very simple, people. They are, in, are allowing certain laws so that they can control us at the end of the day and they can control the population and they can control even your spiritual beliefs because they're manipulating you. That being acknowledged, outrageous, what are you thinking about all this shit? You going cold turkey, where she at? Outrageous, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. What do you think of all this shit with the whole having the law enforce things what her whole plan is our society right now manifested am i right or wrong you're right her whole plan is our I, society manifested go ahead i'm listening no i'm saying <laughs> i'm just it, it rouses well, look, me up look, sometimes it's though. being manifested like, dang, they because got us it's been scribed yeah for lack of a hieroglyphics term it's been scribed so what is written yeah and who has the gold yeah so at this point hmm. it's just like you see everything in plain sight but something's tugging on your spirit that's a discernment exactly calling a discernment very simple definition the ability to know right from wrong you know what i mean and they're making a movie about pro-abortion right now it's the movie about roe v wade and um this is what's being said about this movie says, cast and crew leave human hangnail Stacy Dash and the dust for anti-abortion role versus Wade movie. And this is shout out to Boss Up, an article from Boss Up. So it says, Stacy Dash is set to make an anti-abortion film. Uh oh, gotta love that damn Google. Hold on. The button pressed and then it was like, bye. Vamo, son of a bitch. No. All right. Anyhow. It says, and I quote, <laughs> Stacey Dash is set to make a return to acting by starring in that particular movie, which is being advertised as the unstory, I'm sorry, as the untold story of how people lied, how media lied, and how the courts were manipulated to pass a law that since killed over 60 million Americans via to the film's crowd, uh, crowdfunding page. Sorry about that. Roe v. Wade was a landmark decision issued in 1973 by the U.S. Supreme Court legalizing safe medical abortions during the first two trimesters of pregnancy and giving women the right to choose. Unsurprisingly, 
the uh, super conservative narrative being pushed in this film is anything but positive. Dash is set to play Mildred Jefferson, the first black woman to graduate from Harvard Medical School and the former president of the National Right to Life, which we talked about earlier, which is the oldest national pro-life organization in America. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s niece, Alveda, narrates and is also listed as an executive producer on the film. Short, personal, awesome story. Ready? Go. So I was working with a best friend of mine. She started a business doing aprons. She was a hairstylist. She invited me to come with her to the Bronner Brothers show in Atlanta. Shout out to Yaz. And we had a great four days there. Each of those days, our booth was set up right directly next door to Alveda King, who is Dr. Martin Luther King's niece. She starts talking to me about abortion because she was advocating on a film she created and produced with uh, another director filmmaker. They collaborated on this effort called Ma'afa, M-A-A-F, a21. I watched the whole DVD then. It's now on YouTube. I'll link to it here in this thread. Um, it basically talked about the agenda. It talked about Alice Bailey, Planned Parenthood, and their agenda for eugenics, which is population control of black people specifically. Um, they want to kind of find a superior race. Um, and nowadays it's more about classism because they're like, okay, if you're able to earn you're being a good worker slave will keep you alive, basically, right? But everybody else has to go through these different ebbs and flows of society and what they're doing to us according to that, right? And so Roe Ro v. Wade, back to that. Um, it basically is a manifestation of this woman's plan. I don't even want to give this article any more life, but shout out to Boss Up. I just, I want to kind of dig in. Silas, how are you feeling? <laughs> he said, I got to breathe. I mean, it's just life planting its seeds at this point, not, you know, different faction, factions of life. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm just like, I, it's so many things going on, but I think like the more we pinpoint just, you know, certain topics, I think we, we, we become biased at certain points. And, you know, yeah. all these celebrities are really doing is just standing out in the limelight and promoting what needs to be promoted according to, you know. The agenda. <laughs> like I said, according to the agenda, honey, there's always an agenda. But, like, I felt like this was a topic because you guys know we get into this. This is a topic. Well, it's important because important right now, like, you see in these latter, not even latter, but... The beginning of the latter, you know, yeah. in this still Y2K era. Yes. It's just evolved. Everyone thought it was going to be a blackout, by the way, that year, that day. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, we, we've evolved and we're seeing the information age. We've in been in that fact, for such a time. <laughs> it's so much information that a lot of if you're in a certain generation, most people in a certain generation, they will not proceed with technology. They exactly. do not care. And it's the majority. There's a few older people who still try to, you know, uh, uh, seek that information. But yeah. the information nowadays, is, I feel yeah. like it's too much taking us and distracting us, if not absorb, absorbing us preaching, away from the truth. The truth is we still have life and death. And within that middle ground, we still have to really do our best to 
to to be those better sources of God's light, hmm. like the true God's light. Creator of the universe. That's why I say, you know. I, you know, right now it's like you, it's too many algorithms. Algorithms plus holidays. Mm. <laughs> You're wow. busy. You're too busy to stop to think, and they don't want you to think. Of course, because thinking is a threat. That's why they, they, they such think. philosophy, yep. you know? All right, Jesus, like, of course they don't want you to think. They just they want don't want you to think, and, and because of that, we're caught up in the entanglement of the ideas that have been allowed to uh, mainstream. Yeah, exactly. Everything that yeah, came you out. You know what they're using for that? That's what the TV is for. If everybody stopped watching TV, the government would be fucked. And, and it's crazy. I've seen movies, you know, where, you know, it would be this whole... Uh, war going on with yeah. like terrorists and things like that and and from the terrorist perspective and one of the films i watched I, I don't remember the name i watch a lot of movies um but it spoke about like pretty much they were trying to tear down the the media <laughs> they don't like the TV. The TV has been the seed to poison the nation, if not the world. It was planted in the in the nation to spread to the world because it's televised. And as long as they keep you busy, all you want to do is come home and watch TV, go to sleep, and do the what they want you to do again. They programmed the nine to five in the American dream. They created time, the twelve hours. They slide. create. 24 hours in a day. Hmm. I don't even know if that's true. Exactly. So people, <laughs> stay woke. Stay woke. Boop, boop, and remember, boop, 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 natural boop. law is not this, you know, American law that we practice 99.9% .9 <laughs> of the time yeah natural law is that one percent that sometimes leaks through the cracks and people understand that yeah they're human first under the united nation under god for who the ruler is right yeah. now because this ruler is not to be forever and right now it's just like we're caught oh, up in, we're, we're caught we're caught we're caught up in american law and and most people don't even most most people don't even know American law. No majority ninety nine point nine percent. Not even that. But most people don't know a lot of things. Ninety percent. Most people don't know a lot a lot of things, and I'm, I'm not 90%. knocking people. Like I don't want to come off as I knew it all. I'm the shit. No, I'm just a nerd, and and certain information catches my eye. And so I investigate sometimes. And I think most people are like, listen, I got other things I need to focus my attention on right now. I don't have time to think about that. And, and that's where careless decision comes in. That's why I was like, let's talk about abortion because, you know, people are making some strong statements out there on the planet. And sometimes those statements from people that influence you can lead you to make a choice that you're not necessarily ready for. So inform yourself on everything. Inform yourself about all things before you make the decision that's right for you. My personal beliefs, excuse me, where do they stand today? My personal beliefs, they stand that God wants me 
to birth the children that he blesses me with because I have days of regret. Uh, regret. I've, I've made my peace with my choice, but I have days of regret sometimes because like you said, outrageous, I'll start thinking about, man, I'm supposed to have like a 15 year old almost, you know what I mean? Or man, I've had the opportunity to engage with children at different phases of life and to interact with them on a level that gives me a, a divine satisfaction of, I would probably be dealing with this if this was my kid, right? At this age, I probably would have had to deal with this. So you get little short satisfactions. I've allowed God to write my motherhood story. I'm a healthy woman celebrating 36 in less than a month. And I'm grateful for every day, every breath. You know what I mean? Because you never know you never know when you won't get that, when that last breath comes. So I try to be grateful. And I think abortion is interesting because abortion is the beginning of life. Abortion is the beginning of life from concept. Like I said, it goes back to that soul thing. Um, and that purpose thing where God wants you to be on this planet for a reason or she would not be sustained. We're all here with a mission. Never mistake that privilege. And I'm one person who goes with bipolar disorder so sometimes I have my despondent days but even in those despondent days I'm like okay being here is kind of is a privilege not kind of it's a privilege right because where else would I be God could have made me like a roach right oh, in no, someone's no. kitchen I and I could you know that. my life could be <laughs> but I'm saying you know this <laughs> abortion is something not to take lightly people you're human if you're pro-choice okay I support you if you're anti-abortion okay I support you, but what I can't do is control you. I can just introduce information and facts that might help you to make a better and informed choice. And you know what the bridge be. is for that? What? Discernment. Discernment. And you know what that bridge is it to? What? Willpower. What is willpower? What is willpower? Will is a force. I, I don't have the, the exact definition because I have too much information in my head right now. I don't believe in willpower. <laughs> Whoa, that's emotion. Emotion is chaos without will. Willpower mm -hmm. is the control with that force of mm -hmm. energy through mm -hmm. soul. Mm -hmm. Soul, the sun, mm -hmm. energy, sun, energy. I understand, but what I'm trying to say is that I believe yeah. that willpower, the power to control your will, has already been pre-programmed into you. However, discernment is a connection, a direct connection. We all have discernment. We all have discernment, but we not all understand how to identify discernment. They I'm going to give you the identifier hey, right most now. Most people identify their sexuality. Most people identify their career most people identify their their dreams and aspiration but few take the time to really identify their discernment in their connection with converse in conversation with god there's a conversation with your creator that we all have if they say we're born on this planet with all these people but then when we leave this earth we leave 
by ourselves. Yeah, we die. Common thing, but you people don't want to see. People don't want to look at that, but they want to look at uh, a Saw movie during a month like of gruesomeness, <laughs> Halloween, <laughs> October. People want to focus on all these different things. It's like mm. you place all those things in what you watch rather than what you're, what you watch on TV rather than what God is telling you, like, to really understand yes. on your path. We both can agree to that. We both can agree. And abortion is just another part yes. in the puzzle that has its uh, due process upon um, actual what you, lobbying. Like, people don't care to go out and change the laws yeah. as a mass, as a community. Mm -hmm. You know the communities that have theirs, but melanated people specifically, uh, um, African-Americans specifically, they struggle in community at this point in time. Why do you think that is? because they've bought into consumerism and luxury because mm -hmm. I believe for 400 years they were deprived of their creation and they had to watch another person's creation. They had to watch another person's creation for 400 years and die at the hands of that creation. True. And it goes back further, but this is American history. American history is 400 years of slavery, now uh, capitalism and control. Yeah. That's what they've shown us on TV. That's what that's what they that's what they show every day. We only have what one percent of the media, really. Well, well, <laughs> without control, <laughs> I want to address a few of the things that you said before we wrap up, because we're about to wrap soon, guys. Um, I wanted to address the fact that you said. You, you kind of connected everything to finances, so I'm going to just start from my point. My point is, if we were in a position as a community, as a planet of fairness, where people were provided for in terms of information, education, love, nurture, and okay. then natural evolution into those different life stages where you have finances to support a lot of the choices that you make. Um, I think women and people would make different choices. Okay. As it regards to abortion. And so my message, I'm going to, I'm going to give you the end. Um, I'm just going to say my message is no matter how you feel about abortion, educate yourself on it and then allow that education to mold your belief system because whatever is whatever is introduced to you it's going to shape your belief system it's either going to challenge it or it's going to accommodate it so do your research so that it can accommodate your belief system and then you'll live in peace and that's all i have to say don't judge people for having abortions but when you yeah. see the agenda understand there's something happening underneath that go to a place of positivity for that individual who has to make this tough choice because they made this tough choice whether they have been raped whether they have not enough money to raise the child whether they're not supported and have any particular display system in their mind that's causing them to make the choice that they need to make 
you know, pray for, I want to say pray. I keep trying to avoid from saying pray, but no, prayer is real and and it works. So pray for those people, no matter what your standpoint is. That's my opinion, yo. That's my opinion on that. That's all I got to say about that. What's your opinion, Sai? It's not really an opinion. It's an act. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Just keep in mind, uh, United Nations 2030 is developing uh, Agenda 2030, which deals with um, health care for all, eradicating poverty, sustainable environment and um does that come with a put this chip in your hand have access to that shit because if so i'm gonna be a broke bum and on that note join us next week (laughs) next week we're going to be talking about some other great stuff and you want to keep in touch with us by going to the internet going to the google and saying www or in or cannabis and chardonnay.com cannabis and chardonnay.com every tuesday 7 p.m pacific 9 p.m central and 10 p.m eastern if you love what you heard please tune in each week um we do have 16 other wonderful episodes on itunes spotify google Podcasts, and 10 more anchor.fm just look up cannabis and chardonnay google it you'll be able to find everywhere that we are but mainly our website Shout out to Outrageous Thoughts and Questions. You can check her out at Outrageous, which is O-U-T-R-A-G-E-U-S thoughtsandquestions.com. And Dorothy Watley, Dorothy Petty Politics, you can find her there. Shout out to Creative Bully, our other host who couldn't make it tonight, but we know he was here in spirit. You can find him at creativebullymedia.com and here on Facebook. And then I couldn't do this without my A1 since day one. <laughs> We're really not that cool. Not that cool. Uh, stylist, stylist, how can people find you, bro? You can find me at 2stylist.com. From there, welcome to my universe. Aha. So join us, guys. Cannabis and Chardonnay, you know what to do. Roll up your favorite strand. Pour your favorite glass and join the conversation. Why do we call it cannabis and Chardonnay? Not that we're glorifying anything or any particular lifestyle, but you know what? At the end of the day, when you come home, you find your way to unwind and tap into what's going on. And you may have an opinion about it. And we want to be that place where you share because we sure now have an opinion about it. So roll up and join us next Tuesday. Happy Taco Tuesday. Bye. <laughs>